Welcome to On Areas, a podcast about Edgewood High School. I'm your host, Emma Gable. My guest tonight is Israel Hoffman. Israel, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you, Emma? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. No, thank you for asking. Um, what would you like to talk about tonight? I would like to talk about black holes and my crazy theories on them. Should I just dive in? Sure. So, black holes. Scientifically, black holes have a lot of theoretical properties about them. Stephen Hawking and a lot of other established theoretical physicists have researched into a concept called a singularity. Singularity is when there's just kind of this state of an existence when you enter it. This quote by Stephen Hawking perfectly depicts this as he says, the singularity always lies in his future and never in his past. It's basically that just once you enter the singularity, you cease to exist. Well, black holes are singularities. So once something such as some matter enters the black hole, it just ceases to exist. Then there's a lot of other cool things about space that will relate to this eventually. So black holes are undefined in almost every aspect of the word. So because of the singularity, we never know what's really inside a black hole because in one way it is literally nothing, but in another we can just never know what's there, if there's anything there. We also know from the Big Bang Theory and other theories that infinitely small things can hold an infinite amount of matter and energy. To tie these two things together, this is going to my theory and straying away from proven Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Um, As the Big Bang Theory, the entire universe existed inside this tiny little thing and then you know, eventually explode into the universe, and we have no idea what could be inside a black hole. It's almost as if it's a possibility that there could be entire universes inside of black holes. There's oh. this theory, um, it's a paradox theory, um, that sets can contain themselves. It's a really long, drawn out paradox, so I don't really want to explain it, but um, in this way, universes could contain themselves and an infinity could contain another infinity. Whoa. Because it's impossible for us to know so many properties about this universe about the universe at this day and at any state to be honest, it's hard to say if this holds any substantial meaning. Yeah. But I find it really interesting that there could be infinite universes that maybe a black hole in our universe could be holding our universe. Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> so, ways of knowing, uh, T.O.K. Uh, uh, do you think there's any like possible way that we could like know for sure, or is it just one of those things that's like it's gonna always completely be unknown to us? Unless we develop some kind of scientific thing that I can't imagine, then no, there's no possible way we can know this. Because if we did send something into a black hole, we would lose any information it would have because it would, in lack of better terms, again, to exist. 
okay, I keep saying that, but it's tricky to uh-huh. define it by that because ceasing to exist is so complicated because what is really ceasing to exist, it's not as if matter can disappear, but are black holes such a strong force that it could make matter disappear? It's just a very complicated thing, and yeah. it just kind of ceases to exist in our way of knowing. Yeah, so it's not like necessarily like destroyed, but it just ceases, like theoretically, would cease to be. Yes. Interesting. As in, when things are drawn into black holes, we completely lose them, and we can never know what happens to them. Like, if we send a satellite into a black hole that can send back information, it would just completely disappear. TV show Doctor Who on BBC uh-huh. actually yes, I'm familiar. explores a similar concept. Uh-huh. Um, with the 11th Doctor, it has this kind of crack in time or crack in existence where that's explored throughout a season. It's just like this line that once something enters it, it just disappears forever. Yeah. And any knowledge of it, any way that it has to this gone, and is actually very similar to the concept of a singularity or black hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now that you point out, I can definitely see that um, parallel. Yeah. Um, but it is in very more fantasy terms in Doctor Who. Yeah. Anyways, I just uh-huh. find that really interesting. There, are, I've talked about this with my dad before, and he actually has a degree in astrophysics. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that some people have thought the same thing, but people thought that black holes aren't hot enough to have another, like the starting of another universe in them. Mm-hmm. Because for the Big Bang, the energy and heat required was so large that we'd be able to feel it from a black hole. But I don't really hold that since the existence in and out of black holes are so cut off. Yeah. And like like what we said before, it's like it's hard to even measure that. Yeah. Um, and also going into that, um, black matter is literally the absence of anything. Black matter, black holes. Mm-hmm. The only way we could detect black holes was by finding the gravitational pull it has on things nearby because there's no other way to detect a black hole. Yeah. Um, this makes black matter really interesting because um, it's we can't prove it. It doesn't have something as easy as a gravitational pull and other things to tell, but there is a calculated amount of mass in the universe, and mm-hmm. the amount that we know exists is much less than that. So what is left is what we believe many scientists believe is black matter. Um, this would explain a lot of things, such as how thing, some things that definitely shouldn't be scientifically held together are held together, and maybe the creation of many things, such as planets and stars and universes, etc. Not universe, galaxies. Um, but it's just really interesting, like its connection to black holes, how there's just kind of this kind of matter that doesn't exist but at the same time does exist yeah so it's just really interesting that we just have these parts in our universe that are there but are at the same time not there it's just kind of a big the universe is just kind of a big schrodinger's cat 
Yeah, it, it it definitely is like really interesting how on these like very grand levels things start to start to break down rationally. Yeah. Um, when I go into astrophysics and <laughs> big cosmology kind of things, I always turn back to like theories about smaller things and almost philosophies to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to explore such a big category without diving into other ones at the same time. Yeah, like like you're eventually going to run into like some sort of philosophical question about like what what even is the universe after a certain point. Yeah, and then there's also the thing with black holes. Like my theory about it is purely based off of my own beliefs. Um, other people think that there are alternate realities or that they're just simply not there, etc. Yeah, I think that I think I definitely think that's like a good thing to some extent like this this diversity of opinion seems really interesting if if not good then at least very interesting to explore until we have some sort of like concrete decision about what black holes are and what they do and their properties and it also helps us gain more information on it because the more theories there are the more kind of like scientific backings there are properties assigned to them and etc so it just helps us get farther by having more diverse opinions yeah they also inspire people to explore them more which (laughs) we need people to explore these concepts yeah uh yeah i'm i'm really interested by this idea um sort of building off um for i mean for on the one hand this from the very scientific standpoint but also in this more like sociocultural standpoint of like how do how do we wrap our heads around black holes like what scientifically how do how are we supposed to go about dealing with this idea and this issue both scientifically and like philosophically like you mentioned yeah and i think that's definitely a thing with the universe as a whole too like personally for me it's so hard to wrap my mind around this infinite universe that never ends but yet it's still something that i believe in mm-hmm. and um and then some people don't believe that there's an infinite universe. And I think that some people can wrap their heads around it, which is amazing. Yeah. And, like just grasping these gigantic concepts that are so just literally out of this world. <laughs> and a lot of that relies on people's beliefs and how scientific or religious they are. Um, just what they really rely their upcoming beliefs on. Yeah. So I know that like black holes are big and possible theoretical things. Um, but what, maybe if you could just like, try to explain to us like what, what to the best of your knowledge are black holes? Like how, where should we start in visualizing those? So I think it's really important to start back at how we first started to conceptualize them at all. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, they were only found because we could detect the gravitational pull the black holes had on other things. Yeah. And apart from that, there's literally no other way to detect them. There's They don't have any light. They are the literal absence of light in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. light can't really travel through it and um, 
of course, the singularity aspect of them is really important because along with the universe, black holes are Schrodinger's cat, as in we can't know what's in there. Basically, everything's there, but nothing's there at the same time. In our relative perspective right now, mm-hmm. uh, there is nothing there at all in our view of existence, but we can't know if there's anything else, like if it's more complicated than that. Okay. So it's just really important to look at it as not really an absolute, mm-hmm. but as a theoretical thing that's still being explored. Right. So in terms of like, so in, in a lot of media, black holes are depicted as like, as black holes. Um is is that accurate or should we is it still more in this like theoretical kind of space pun intended i honestly detest media depictions of black holes oh <laughs> because they're always just depicted as like this black star that sucks everything in and then mm-hmm. the things in it die yeah um but that's not it at all like black holes don't suck things in mm-hmm. um they have the same kind of gravitational effects as other things do maybe even stronger ones but it's not as if they just travel around sucking the entire universe in yeah <laughs> they in a way perform as other matter does except for maybe from a dark matter standpoint like imagine so um so masses such as planets and stars are made from regular matter, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe black holes are just made from dark matter. So okay. dark matter performs it in different ways. Um, there's a lot more like concentration of mass per matter in dark matter, mm-hmm. theoretically. Yeah. And um, so that affects black holes, but in other ways, it does just perform as regular math. Oh, okay. So, um, so it's... Oh, go on. And it's honestly just kind of, like, villainized in media. Um, mm-hmm. Media takes this idea of this big, scary universe with killer black holes and freezing and burning stars. And I find that really ugly. Yeah. I mean, that's also due to my personal, like, philosophical beliefs where I tend to think that just all existence is beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of taking an unknown and making it fearful. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Because black holes and such are just so fascinating to me. And there's nothing innately evil about Mm -hmm. them. Like, it's literal maths. And um, I just don't like the Hollywood depictions of it, especially mm-hmm. since it has affected so many people's views of it. Yeah. Like most people I know, when I mention black holes or if they mention black holes, their views of it are just completely wrong. And it's just frustrating. Yeah, I, I definitely see that frustration. Um, I'm, I'm also kind of curious. Part of it, Part of it definitely seems like it comes from this, like we talked about before, this trying to come to terms with what they are. And I think a lot of it might perhaps stem from the closest um, analogs we have. Though part of me, now that you mentioned it, is kind of considering whether or not 
where where that comes from whether we this guy that whether like we had one understanding of black holes and then we looked for the closest like uh analog to that and then or if it's the other way around that we attributed this analog this quote-unquote analog to black holes without any real basis like the closest thing i think of like is that in in media black holes often function like um almost almost like whirlpools like in like in the ocean um like star trek i think is a big one that kind of does that where it's like the ship being sucked into the uh, black hole or whatever um but i'm curious whether you think that 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 the media depiction whether the media depiction influenced our perception of black holes or whether our understanding of black holes influenced the media depiction of of that yeah, yeah um i definitely get what you're saying and i think it's definitely a mixture of both Mm-hmm. Um, media is just a part of society itself and as society just kind of had this general idea that wasn't necessarily influenced by the growing theoretical well theories um, mm-hmm. um, just society didn't keep up with it and just the misconceptions started where um, the closest thing people could conceptualize black holes to was this idea of this whirlpool that sucked everything in and um media just kind of sucked in on that Uh and continued with that idea and then it just continued to persist yeah it's almost like um uh like with jurassic park the idea that dinosaurs being scaly reptiles and then later learning that they're feathered, but the media depiction still re- retaining that um, image of like the scaly reptilian dinosaur. Yeah, like I find that society does that with a lot of scientific things. That if we have an idea and if it's changed factually later, we still hold on to that idea, either because of a lack of spread of accurate information or just because of this kind of ingrained idea that this is something that we've grown up with our whole lives and it's just kind of hard to let that go. Yeah, we, we almost like value the wrong depiction. Yeah, even knowing the feather thing, every time I imagine a dinosaur, I do imagine this scaly thing. Yeah. And when I do think of black holes, like if that word pops in my head, I do think of this big black star. Like the misconceptions are still ingrained in most people mm-hmm. yeah but a lot of scientists try to fight past that to get to more accurate concepts yeah i guess that becomes the practical concern of like how how do we start changing that perception of black holes you see that's a really hard question to answer because mm-hmm. how do we change that perception of anything like that yeah um how do you change an entire society idea of a thing when one black holes aren't entirely figured out and two what we know of them is so hard to conceptualize yeah then how would you even reach that information to everyone like there's one thing teaching it in school of course but black holes tend to be um a higher level subject matter that is more of a specialized thing Mm -hmm. or just kind of a hobby thing so most people just end up not getting involved in that kind of subject matter yeah i suppose on a meta level this is like a good first step um hey listeners black holes not so scary (laughs) 
<laughs> They're not going to suck you in, I promise. <laughs> They're friendly. <laughs> Out of things that will kill you in the universe, I can guarantee you they're not high on the list. Well, yeah, well, uh, thank you for uh, joining me and talking about black holes tonight. Of course. I love talking about my crazy theories. Uh, is there anywhere that people can find you? Uh, yes. On Instagram, I have multiple social media accounts. I have my personal account that is spelled I-S-R-A-E-L-L period J-P-G is JPEG, And then my art account, A-R-T-T-T period J-P-G art.jpg. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you again. And thank you all for listening. On Aries is produced for the International Baccalaureate Program at Edgewood High School. Our music is by Mark Johnson, and our cover art is by Hunter Sugg. This is I Am We Are Edgewood.